the harder it gets for the human to kick against the goads of the donkey drivers, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the fourth man in the fiery furnace. Give the donkey some apples, carrots, and haagen ice cream. Fat Donkey Ministries. <laughs> Shadrach's talking about doing evangelism around the stadium the next couple weeks. I think he should ride the donkey. <laughs> Have a donkey cart. Go house to house and give him a melon or something. <laughs> house to house, give him oranges, representing joy. Well, how's everybody doing out there? Alrighty then, glory to God, good to see you. Amen. Jesus. I truly, sincerely mean that now. Oh Lord, please don't let us be misunderstood. <laughs> We've been endorsed by Beavis and Butthead. This church is cool. <laughs> Fire. Coming to you live from Lake Titicaca. Do you need TP for your bunghole? Yes, we do. Okay. Good to see you guys all serious. It's like, what's coming down the pipeline today? Hallelujah. Is God angry? He's always angry at the devil. He's always angry at sin because he's jealously in love with you. The devouring fire of his true agape is because he's jealous for you. Now, when we're infants in Christ and have not yet found the mountain and we're still mostly on the sand, it appears as if he's angry with you. It's because you don't know him yet. Right? true when you know him his nature is solidified that God is good even in his scourging rebuking correcting chastising now I know it's not so much your guys's belief systems in God because y'all got perfect theology and perfect interpretation of scripture and y'all perfect but it's more about can we trust the leadership can we trust the apostle. Can we trust the seer prophet? And so people are saying, honor is given where honors due. What I found is when you nail it, get it right, and the accuracy of the prophetics are razor sharp and it's always against the human and for the father, it enrages them. They get even worse. <laughs> you think razor sharpness in the prophetic will give you favor? They'll weep and gnash their teeth ten times more. 
Ministries Worldwide International. They'll weep and gnash their teeth ten times more. And you know, God is so jealously in love with you, and His love is not human. Okay? His love is not human. To call divine love human love is blasphemy of the Father. To equate the divine with man or woman is blasphemy. It's real blasphemy. And so our issue is we have a lot of human filters. I want to just give you some wisdom here so you don't interpret the higher things of heaven wrongly and judge God wrong and then judge his oracles wrongly and then just shoot yourselves in the foot and never step one foot on the mountain and just stay in the sand even though you're hearing the word of God. They heard the word of God and still died in the sand because faith has to be mixed with works, which is changing your ways, changing your moral, mental, physical attitude, changing your work habits and work patterns, changing your devotional time, changing how you talk and walk, changing how you do everything, changing how you eat. Your taste buds change too, guys. It's true. You hated pickled things before, but on higher degrees on the mountain, you actually like pickled things now. I hated celery. Now I like celery. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I was gluten-free and now I'm glutinous. I'm in the gluten glory. <laughs> yeah, I once was plant-based, now I'm meat-plant-based. Amen? It's true, we've gone from fruit and vegetables to solid meat for the mature. And everything changes as you rise. What's our problem? Our humanity is our problem, and God wants to strip you from it if you're willing to drive it out. He's willing to work with you. Most people are not willing to change or drive out their human spirit, which is all the spirit of iniquity, drive out their human soul, which is all sin, all sin, all falling short of the glory. So we got all kinds of stuff in us that God wants to drive out, Rabbi Rebecca says that the things that we love most of all, God hates most of all. And that's what the Bible says. What we like, God hates. He absolutely detests it. It's written in Isaiah chapter 1. All the things you like to do, I hate them, says the Lord. You know, that's a paraphrase, but that's what the Bible says. Your Sabbaths, your convocations, your new moon festivals, all your religious ideas and your religious things that you do, that you like them, God says he hates them. So first and foremost, you need to understand the things you like, the Father detests. He doesn't tolerate them, he hates them. And if you can't digest severity, you're in danger of falling away entirely. Okay? You can't remain close to him without understanding the severe, mature nature of his judgment. Okay? So, we want to hide you in the Shekinah of the sun. 
in the glory clouds of Tiferet or Jares, which is Shekinah. Okay? We need to hide you in Jesus Christ, who's torn the veil, for you to go from earthly to heavenly, beginning with the moon and the sun, the two main laws of the luminaries in the book of Enoch. And Metatron is going to help you tonight, and that's why I'm speaking to you so calmly, because I'm under authority tonight. <laughs> it's true. And when my fathers come around, I can chill out and let them do the hard work, and I can just go to nursery on the top of Uranus. In Jesus' name. Truth, anyhow. That's why, no matter how intense it gets, there's always someone more intense than you. There's someone, can you believe it? There's someone more intense than me that's screaming at you in jealousy to open your eyes so you can really see. We don't adjust well to screamo, but we like to listen to the music in this generation. They like screaming. I liked White Zombie when I was a kid. White Zombie was my favorite band. <laughs> More human than human. Oh, Jesus. I tell you the truth. I grew up with screaming and shouting and hooting and hollering. And you know what? We had a really good time. Ain't gonna lie to you. It was never a dull moment. As horrible as it was, I gained a lot of wisdom from all the experience of the severities of man, the severities of woman, the severities of American culture, the severities of Mexican culture, the severities of just about everything in North America, honestly. And I'll tell you what, there's hell on earth and there's heaven on earth. And if you keep a good attitude, all the hell burns away and you gain wisdom through what you go through. Now, the beast gets killed and it dies and it goes away. But wisdom builds seven pillars in your spirit through killing beasts, which is wrestling all your natural realm every day in whatever you have to go through in the USA or even the UK. You like that? It rhymed there three times in a row. Okay. I like this shirt today. I feel like Father Christmas. It's velvet. Look. <laughs> and even the gold. That's the gold coming down from the Father. And then the gold eagle. It's fun letting God dress you, isn't it? I don't dress myself. You know, I used to dress like a lumberjack. I used to dress terribly. And then God started to dress me. You know, he's changed every single aspect of my life 10,000 times. So it's not like you're just stuck in one personality. Can you imagine being stuck in just one human being? How horrible and incarcerated you would be just stuck in you or stuck in me. You can get stuck in the glory and have all of God and his angels transform you and transfigure you constantly. You know, this is the greatest adventure available, and there's nothing even close. 
It's called walking with God, and those that walk with God get hidden in Him and become invisible. It's not about making yourself visible. What they say to Jesus, no one has a ministry and then just hides himself. And then scripture says, and his brothers did not believe in him. Right? That's what's written. And Jesus was hiding himself in his father constantly. (laughs) Why? Because it's all about walking with him. It ain't about doing nothing. It ain't having a prophetic show. It ain't even about Mount Carmel. It ain't about making others look bad and making yourself look good or making yourself look bad through false humility and making others look good like you got some humility. It ain't about none of that. It's about walking with God. There ain't a formula here except walk with Him. You understand that? As you walk with Him, all kinds of crazy stuff happens automatically. That's the wildest ride and adventure available. See... It's called cloud by day, fire by night. Being hidden from the enemy's sight. Now, Balaam, the son of Beor, who is the oracle whose eye was opened, Numbers says. And it's the direct vision of the eye of Sauron and the black speech of Mordor. Now, just seeing if you're alive out there, because look, look, get their notepad out and look, here's Sauron. Oh, man. Let's put it down and chill out. But it's the truth anyhow. It's one eye. The eye of Satan is Balaam's red magic that's going down from fallen angel crown to turn that frown upside down so you don't act like an earthly clown. Amen? Yes. Yes. So you keep your NASA on God the Father. NASA, God the Father. NASA is a Hebrew word, which means to look at God. Amen? Look at Him. Just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the shame of evil, wicked, lying human beings. Sinners. Or you could say, of human beings so as you grow in divinity guess what happens the enemy grows in humanity 666 satanic pride manure pile everywhere will will fester like maggot armies against the divine nature of Christ rising in you to shut you down from rising to the heavenly crown to NASA the crown amen You're going to find the whole world's based on Hebrew, not modern Hebrew, ancient Hebrew, and there's actually already millions of people that know that. You just don't, and so it's like you're paranoid about it. Right? That's what's happening. Awakening is you've been sleeping, and it's hard to awaken because it's like, really, all the angels knew that, and then all the sorcerers of Babylon the Great were using that secret knowledge to oppress me for hundreds of years? Yep. Yep, it's a lot to swallow, but it's the truth anyhow. It's exactly like coming out of the Matrix, and you had Neo and Morpheus, and it's like, how far out of the Matrix do you want to get? Do you want to live in Zion? Do you want to shut down the enemy computer systems and free the whole planetary system? Or you just want to kumbaya down in a cave somewhere? Like, what kind of damage do you want to do to the enemy? You know, that's what God's asking you today. 
what rank and authority do you want to have in the armies of the living God with what type of angels do you want to assign to you? You get a choice by your attitude, by your actions, by your repentance, by your obedience, by your disobedience, by your willingness, by your stubbornness. It's all either accepting or declining good, acceptable, perfect. I'm telling you now, this mountain has levels and degrees as you ascend. You can settle for any level on the mountain and you can get into heaven. How about the whole mountain possess us on the inside and the outside and we just destroy the whole curse of the fall? You know, that's what I'm going after from the beginning. <laughs> that's the whole purpose of RLM is to destroy all the works of the devil hidden from you spoken in secret now shouted from the rooftop done in darkness now brought out into the cloud light of the sun shining seven times brighter Moses will be your judges what's Moses creation story of lights Torah what is Torah understanding God's creation of lights truth anyhow now the wicked have an agenda and they can use it for pro-choice like the synagogues in Manhattan right now and they'll interpret Torah saying life begins when the fetus comes from the womb and they'll twist Moses to advocate pro-choice and murder of babies and it's crazy how Half the synagogues in the world are pro-choice. <laughs> Half the synagogues in the world right now are pro-life. And it's so wild, they're looking at the same Torah, guys. You know what I mean? Now, a kingdom divided cannot stand. And it's easy to judge the Jews because they're Christians. Well, probably not that easy, actually. It's probably more difficult than Christianity. But here we are, Christians... We believe in Messiah, we love the red letters, we love the epistles, we're under the authority of Paul and Peter and the, the names of the apostles of the Lamb, and the book of Revelation is real to us, we, we treasure the pearls of their names and the gates of Zion, and these gates are being inscribed in us as our temples are becoming the temples of the apostolic Shekinah glory cloud of heaven to cover the earth and restore original design from the fallen angels and rebellious sinners. So in the midst of all the mess and wrestling and chaos and civil war and disagreement and factions and divisions and fruits of the flesh versus fruits of the spirit and we can't tell the difference half the time between spirit and flesh or if it's from God or if it's from earth and we're listening to Kevin's a day, and we're listening to uh, Rick Joyner, we're listening to Bill Johnson, we're, we're listening to Brian Simmons, and then we listen to Rebecca and Brandon, and we listen to like 15 different people, and listen man, I don't care at all who you listen to. You're not going to find control around here, you're going to find special forces. Special forces is a get to, it's not a have to. I hate control spirits more than you. I hate religion more than you. What I do love is maintaining the mission that God gives me daily. That's all I do. I don't leave my lane, okay? I enjoy the lane God gave me. 
Now, a lot of people want to get into my lane, and what happens when you get into someone else's lane and you're not in your own lane? Clearly, you've seen that about 100,000 times. They get freaking ran over, don't they? It's nasty. You try to get in someone else's lane and you're not called to that lane and you're not in your own lane, you forfeit your destiny. So first and foremost, you got to find your lane in life, which is know who you are in Christ so you're not dependent on someone else who knows who they are in Christ. And I'm not saying don't follow the apostles. You'll always be under authority in the kingdom of heaven. The apostles become kings of the kingdom age. You're always going to be under kings. I'm always going to be under Metatron. Oh, God, that's going to suck. Jeez, so much strife against me and Enoch. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it is around here. It's like so much strife against me and whatever, you know? Kentucky Derby. We're fighting the black horse and the white horse is winning. I got 50 bucks on the white horse and black horse. Looks like I got pulled out behind a dirty old drunken barn of whiskey and shot in the head with a 45 caliber pistol. It's nasty, isn't it? But that's just how it is. You know why? We got tons of experience in special forces doing what? Whatever God tells me to do in my lane. You understand that? Now, you come around here and you want me to do something else. You ask something to me. I don't do what you asked me to do. I'm not controlled by the people like a false teacher or a false preacher. I'm not moved by need or greed or any of it. I'm moved by the will of the Father, the lightning crown of my heavenly Father. And so should all y'all be in the name of Jesus Christ. We can't be moved by the earth. I'm not moved by spouse or mouse. I'm not moved by toast or boast. I'm not moved by you. I'm not moved by buckaroo, and I'm not moved by kangaroo. I'm moved by God the Father's will. Jesus Christ said, My will is to do, my food is to do the will of God who sent me. So first and foremost, you got to be called and chosen and then sent from the presence. Which means a lot of people start doing crap and getting involved in crap before they're sent you can if you want to just turn out to be a total failure and die in the sand like Korah's rebellion do something before you're sent against the sent one like Moses God the Father is not like oh Moses only the Bible says all of you come up the mountain he wanted every Israelite like Moses if you read the Torah that's what it says problem is They wanted it their own way. Idolatry is having God your own way. You guys, golden calf, idols, you want it your way. We're talking about evangelizing all around the stadium in Nairobi, Kenya, where we built our big, beautiful stadium of 700 people the last several months and got all the new, beautiful, state-of-the-art PA system in there and now filling it with souls. I think it's a great idea. I love evangelism. Here's the deal. I only do what my father asked me to do. I don't even do evangelism unless my father moves me. I'm just, I don't do dead works. I don't move from my post. I don't get off my throne in the heavens to do nothing. And then when I get an order, an authorization code of for special forces to move, 
we do it so thoroughly it's disgusting and nasty and that's why our reputation is so smeared because we do the dirty deeds done dirt cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what the angels were saying the warring angels that I hang out every day with in the war council because that's who I am in Christ Red Letter Ministries has the worst reputation, honestly, of any ministry probably in the world for many years, yet we're super effective and we're super accurate. You know what that is? Delta Force of Vietnam. Now, the Delta Force in Vietnam, soon after Vietnam, because all of their, their modus operandi was very questionable. So... They got all interrogated by CIA when they came back and be like, man, it's grotesque what you guys do. I mean, they'll cut off ears, they'll cut off tongues, they'll cut off toes. It's very questionable. Now, listen to this. We are Delta Force in this spiritual Vietnam. And too bad, so sad, your dad. It's not something that most people can stomach but it is absolutely a necessary area of God's armies <clears throat> and I just want to tell you guys this is a predestined foreordained deal that I'm doing my dad was a forward observer in the Marines in Vietnam in 1966 he was a squad leader and a forward observer Mike Company I think 3rd Battalion 9th Marines he gave me all the books I just kind of skimmed through it you know what I mean Wanted to honor him a little bit, but not that much. Mainly, you know, I'm like honoring my father in heaven and just kind of skimming through it and minimum honor to my earthly father. Because I tell you the truth, still can't have family idolatry and honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And make sure you tell your kids that when you're raising them. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> you're not my real dad. God is my dad. Go pick a switch, boy. <laughs> whoops, whoops. Who's your dad now? Whoops. <laughs> you are. <laughs> spare the rod, spoil the child, you know what I mean? Because you know, if human uh, spiritual children are misunderstanding all the discipline, kids are too, right? Truth is, you're all just a bunch of kids. You're all just a bunch of kids that never really grew up. Now, the thing is, is God wants to grow you up, and I'm not saying I'm there either. I like getting grown up by God, too. I'm in this with you. But when God grows us up together, it's a maturity of the angels, which means it's so non-human that everyone questions it every day, usually to their own destruction. You notice that? They'll be like, Brandon is so off this time. This time... This time on the mountain, I can say for sure, Red Letter Ministries has lost their minds. And then within 24 hours, it's all true. And they're like, oh man, I guess, okay, and moving on, and uh, we've separated ways, and I'm not going back to repent. We'll see. You can email me, brandon at redlettermen.com, and just remember, I was right, and you were wrong. And I only told you that because I knew it with my seer gift because I'm more crucified on the mountain than you is. And that's the truth anyhow. Your ability to see is in the exact measurement of the beads 
of the blood through the piercings of the lamb in your spirit, soul, mind, and body. He wants you to see everything. He's not holding out so you're just blind, leading the blind, dead, burying the dead. He's not like that. God loves giving gifts. And the greatest gift is the ability to see. It's the most important gift in the entire Bible. The curse of the fall was caused by looking at that tree and seeing that its fruit was good, then hearing the enemy's report about it and disobeying God through vision and ears. So restoration comes through hearing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And guess what happens? Then afterwards, you begin seeing with the eye salve that pulls the planks and the specks out of our self-righteous religious scene you say that you see now your judgment is complete right so when they come up and they're finally at wit's end against the scene anointing of the ophanim of the living god inside the seven interior castles of the kings and dread champions of the cosmic heavenly spheres of the rulership of the celestial and eternal government of God and they're like now now I see and you are blind oh really really you know what I mean that's how it is isn't it we're like because our seeing is not our own and every time you find the human nature fighting the Christ nature in the one more crucified, don't you? But you don't understand because you're not dead in that area or risen in that area. Therefore, you're confident only in mere knowledge that puffs up without experience, which is wisdom that kills beasts. Somebody say truth anyhow. All right, wow. We got a good crowd tonight. Unlike those losers last night. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, all of you. The evidence that I don't like you or love you is lying to you, or brown nosing you, or people pleasing you. If you are brown nosing and people pleasing, that minister hates your guts. If you are being told the truth that's uncomfortable to the human being, that minister honors your eternal nature in Christ. Integrity and honesty is the highest form of honor in heaven. When a person doesn't honor you, they don't tell you the Father's truth. Not man's truth. Man's truth will burn like a dumpster fire. Woman's truth burns like a dumpster fire like a dumpster of used tampons ministries is your righteousness in womankind and mankind together isaiah writes that's scripture now man's righteousness is filthy rags the word for filthy rags was what they used for their menstrual cycles as moon creatures once a month bleeding for seven days and not dying Cannot trust the ministries. <laughs> yeah, that came from Lilith, not God. Eve did not have a period until she fell from heaven. Well, that's true. 
And here's some stuff wrong with Adam, too. Where do we even begin? We could be talking about what's wrong with Adam and Eve for thousands and millions of years because it's the exact stuff wrong with you and me. It's called humanity. What's the number of humanity? 666. It is written. Amen. So, the number of a human being or the number of humanity, it is written. So, we're driving out the beast. What's the beast? The human being. The homo sapien. Right? And probably some Neanderthal with it. Amen? And some homo erectus. Yeah. We're going to drive them all out of you. There'll be stuff driven out of you from pterodactyls. I am certain half of you are reptilians. <laughs> they say, oh, this is comedy hour. Yeah, serpent in the garden. No, this is comedy and truth mixed so you can digest it. It's the truth anyhow. If you can make them laugh, then you can deliver them from their sins. Oh, shakarito. Rundama. Amen. Angel feather. So, if you can laugh at your human nature, you'll be willing to drive it out. But if you're deceived and it's like all I got, I don't have a Holy Spirit. I don't have a seven interior castle for God the Father to dwell in me. I don't have a new mind of Christ. I don't have a celestial body. All I have is this human body. You'll never drive out anything because all you got is what you believe. And your faith is so tiny for the human being, for the dust of the earth, there's no faith for any of the promises in the Christ nature, which is new spirit, new soul, new mind, and new body. Okay, And they work from spirit upward and outward, which means you first have to develop all the invisible stuff. Right? You have to develop and go after the rewards of the invisible promises walking with the invisible God. If you don't do that, spirit first, you build on shifting sand, soul first, and that's why half of you are like Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Humpty Dumpty every day does ball. Humpty Dumpty, which is like no consistency, everything broken all the time, always a train wreck. Can you pray for me? I'm struggling. I'm having a real hard time. Why? I mean, why are these people always a mess when the Bible says Christ is in you and he's always perfect? Because they haven't driven out the human being from any part of them. And they're looking to fix the old Adamic nature, the old Eve nature, with external religion, which is, give me witchcraft. If we're honest with ourselves, 99% of these infants in Christ, after they're born again, desire the bewitchment of externalism. Colossians 2 calls all external religions, all of them, including Christianity, witchcraft. So when you don't give the crybaby witchcraft, they condemn you. You're not loving me. You don't love me. You don't care about me. Listen, God cares about you so much, he doesn't feed the old evil Adamic part of you. Now wake up and smell the roses of the Garden of Eden in your spirit through the one seed that you've received. And if you go to other seeds, to other spirits in the garden, all of a sudden you're just completely blocked off from the seed of faith. And God commands repentance, which means return to the Word in your spirit. 
And if you're trying to build on it, instead of in your spirit, upon your spirit, through your soul, he won't allow it. That's why they all become witches and warlocks in Christianity. Hora Babylon, 99%. Mountain of the Cross, less than 1%. Like all the Israelites in the days of Ahab. 950 prophets of Asherah and Baal to one prophet of Jesus Christ. Okay, do you think it's any different today? I tell you the truth, it's not. It's worse today. It's worse today. The delusion, the deception, the religion, the iniquity, the scales on eyes and minds, the external bewitchment is so much worse today than the days of Ahab and Elijah. You can't even comprehend it right now. And that's why many of you are hearing, not understanding, seeing, and not perceiving. Which means you have to come to an end of your own senses and your humanity and be willing to drive it out by eating the word that comes down from heaven. If you're not willing to drive out the human from between your ears, the word won't help you. You'll get worse in weeds. Do you understand that? It's the fragrance of life to the living, the fragrance of death to the dying. Okay? Sower sowing seeds, parables of the Messiah. He comes with good seed, 30, 60, 100 fold, not always 100 fold, even in the spirit, even in the good soil. Okay? Because not everyone's all in with serving God with their whole spirit. He heals 10 lepers, only one comes back to thank him. They all got completely healed, but only one went and got the, the greater portion of taking the healing and serving the master with it. The rest of them served themselves with it their whole life and died. The other one went back and got more. You get more when you use what you have from God for God and not for self or family or bank account or finances or convenience or comfort or any of it. Okay? That's a principle in the scriptures if you want more of god more of heaven <clears throat> in your life take the measure you have right now in your spirit bear fruit in keeping with repentance which means serving god with it and you get more seed for the sower what's that more fruitfulness which means more of heaven in you more angels around you more angelic ability more divine ability more celestial, less terrestrial, until the terrestrial is as celestial as the heaven of heavens. Amen. Until your life is really starting to shine like the life of Christ, the Zoe kingly life of the Master. Okay? This is the way, the truth, and the life. Going to the Father with the things you get from God and not building sandcastles down here on the earth like crystal clear. Rebuking you every day. Amen. Speaking of crystal clear, when you serve God with the gifts, you turn clear, invisible to the enemy, invisible to the sorceries of Babylon the Great. They can't kindle on you when you walk with God because no sorcery works against God. No witchcraft works against the cloud or the pillar. Scripture says no incantation or divination can work against Jacob, meaning the sun righteousness. Okay? Watching the Final Quest series last night with Rebecca, and on the screen, to my astonishment, when they went into the mountain of the Lord, 
They went into a cave full of treasures with innumerable angels in Mount Zion. And there's three stones. And the one I'm going to highlight tonight is the great blue stone that the angels of God said this stone is so important for this generation. And in the giant blue stone was two things. The sun and clouds. Can we just say sun and clouds? clouds. (laughs) And I know the enemy is so terrified of us getting into the sun and clouds because antichrists are coming out of the woodworks to oppose this ministry more than ever before and even to say if rick joiner heard you at joel's bar he would attack you condemn you and destroy you with everything he has you know that's when i know when the enemy is really pissed that we're taking territory as satan comes around using other ministries to try to attack rlm Listen, man, in the spirit, I know we're working on the same mountain in the soul and the flesh. Who cares? It's all going to burn anyway, amen? Truth in you. The flesh, the soul, any disagreement, any different interpretation. Listen, I'm not into division. I'm into the union of the archangel over America on the mountain of the Lord by going into the blue stone. Because when you go into the sun and the cloud, you're going to have union of the brethren and the armies of God. In the sun, there is no opinion. It's called deep-fried, sizzled solar flare ministries. Okay? The sun burns at like 75 trillion, bajillion, gajillion degrees. You didn't know I was a scientist. Mm-hmm. People are like, God, my kindergartners are smarter than this schmuck. You know, that's the way they turn I got teenagers sometimes come to Joel Bars and their parents force them to. They leave and they're like, man, you need to listen to this ministry. Like, you know, I'm just a complete idiot. <laughs> that's how they use the When the kids all think they're smarter than you, that's when you're a lot like Judge Samuel. True. It's true. That's when you know the Greek educational system has failed. When you're literally smarter than the great white eagle. It's pretty intense now, but it's truth in here. Five-year-olds will turn in and think they're smarter than the senior prophets nowadays. You notice that? Kids, look at the Vice documentary. Everyone that watched that, nearly 100%, thinks they're smarter than the ecstasies of God. They said, this is the dumbest stupidest thing god look at how far down the drain christianity has gone that's like hundred thousand comments like that the foolishness of god is wiser than the wisdom of men it is written which means when you're at the bottom of the toilet barrel of man's judgment you're probably the closest to jesus christ you've ever been because that is how deceived human beings are on earth and not in heaven because they're totally blind to heaven talking to people about even just spiritual science that the jews use and going and using the cosmic spheres through torah and rejecting messiah and even spiritual science that's been ruling over the nations without messiah is like hard for most people to swallow you notice that like They can't even imagine the sun, the moon, and the stars being vessels of light to rule human flesh. Like, they they can't even imagine demonic ability. 
They're like in gray matter with zero ability. You know what I mean? Which means the warlock, the Balaams of the red magic and the... What are the other ones? What are the other two? Balaam's two sons are what? Janays and Jambres. Man, you guys are the worst students in the entire world. <coughs> and Paul says, I feel as though I've wasted all my time with you. Yeah, right. That's a joke now. I know. Don't get, you don't get butt hurt out there. It's special forces, man. They have to go send you back through boot camp. Start getting sensitive on me. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. <clears throat> so it turns out they don't have faith for any darkness ability, and they don't have faith for any light ability. So Bob Jones called that gray matter, which is what multitudes, multitudes, where in the valley of decision. So my job as special forces, the most nasty area of heaven what's totally necessary but I, I like my job and I don't care what you think that's just how it is and in this realm our job is to get you to a place where you have to decide darkness or light with no gray matter that's my job to take you to your wits end to your brain cells explode where it's like I can't have any more of this I choose this measure of God on the mountain for eternity right that's what you do you move them around where they're going to be forever you shepherd them like the cia shepherds of the nations that's what the cia does that's their job i don't know if you think it's right or wrong and that's irrelevant in this parable that's what they do now pastors evangelists teachers prophets and apostles we are to put you into your spiritual place and your destiny place gets you in your lane doing what God created you to do effectively, fervently, with zeal and with revelation and get you excited about it so you can work for God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength to advance the Father's agenda over the earth. Under the earth, too. A lot of times you'll just be under. You're like, oh man, people message me, they say, my boss is a demon-possessed idiot. But I still am learning so much from God being under him in the marketplace. That's true. People say the biggest complaint is how immoral or how much, how bitter and just all these terrible attributes and authority figures over their lives. You know what that is? Crushing. Has your pride been crushed? You're not going to be under a Laban forever. Okay? Now, you have your own opinion about Laban. It's in the Bible, so that means let's glean wisdom from it. God uses whatever crap you have to go through to get you smarter. To put it in Minnesotan terms, God uses all the crap you have to go through to get you more educated, Get you more smarter. Okay, so you're going to go through all kinds of crap because you're born in a crap hole. I don't care if you're born in Buckingham Palace or the trailer park. You are born in the valley of the shadow of death and the natural realm is going to mess you up. Okay, you've been through stuff. 
enemies tried to kill you, you've had heartbreak, you've had you've had sin, you've had transgression, you've had iniquity, you have scarred memories. One out of three girls is raped before she's 18. Boys are molested by priests so much in the USA now that half the archdiocese in the world are bankrupt through pedophile priests. You go through so much crap down here, and I'm sure all y'all have your lists of the crap you've gone through. Okay? So what I'm going to ask you to do is take your list of crap and nail it to the cross tonight. Amen? And let's go higher in Him instead of us. So once we're over all of our crap of what we went through as human beings, we can start gaining a testimony of Him as living beings. Now that's the cross. That's the crossing over from the realm of the natural to the realm of the glory of the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the Passover Lamb, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord and Savior. Come on now. Amen. The issue is, when you cross over, how much of a testimony of the divine do you want to obtain? In other words, how many chapters of the book of Acts? How many chapters of the book of Acts do you want? God offers everyone chapters. That's what the Bible says. He says, You are living epistles, read of all men, and they don't like what they're reading. They disagree. They antagonize. That's a different doctrine. I remember talking to a a relative in my family once, and all of a sudden they're with me about all the Jesus stuff until I said, the black letters of King David, all their gods are demons. They're like, we Catholics don't believe that. (laughs) That's where we drop the line. As soon as you get into David's warmongering, you'll lose a lot of people. As soon as you get into the severity, you will lose 99% of Christians. And that's to put it kindly to you, because I want to show you the full personality of the Father, not just our God is a mighty warrior like Special Delta Force during the Tet Offensive in 1967 where you're just chopping off Viet Cong necks. Which is certainly a huge aspect of our God. If you read the Bible, that's mostly who he is from Genesis, especially in Revelation. That he is the God of war, the King of glory. He is a mighty warrior. He is nasty, guys. The Lion of the tribe of Judah is the same person as the gentle little lamb in the manger. Now, you can't stomach. I know you guys. Some of you are pretty nasty. You probably stomach more than I can expect. Most of you can't stomach that much. That the lion nature is too much for you. You go back to lamb nature really quick and that's when you turn off the broadcast you see the marks I look at the analytics it's like right here it spikes 55 live viewers you bring Jehovah Nasty down to 33 within like 30 seconds why is that why can't Christians stomach the lion nature of the warlord of the warring armies of angels and soldiers of Christianity of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is it so hard? 
the because it contradicts our entire human nature that's why severity knowing him as a lion is very rare in Christianity now even knowing him as a lion we have caps on the lion nature we just we don't drop the f-bomb in our church s-h-i-t is the devil even though Paul literally uses that word in Greek in the New Testament referring to his former life as a manure pile he used the Greek slang word street term for manure shit ministries okay now it's like oh Paul yes Paul swore in the Bible he says but let no foul speech proceed out of your mouth you know how Pharisees are what does that mean that means don't be a lying human religious demon like you already are you've already disobeyed the verse (laughs) you understand that to use God's name in vain is to be castrated when you say Jesus which means it doesn't have any Shekinah (laughs) so they're castrated out here every time they say Jesus it's in vain vain means without power and we're so freaking religious that we persecute people if they say god damn it god damn it oh oh i'm so sorry and our society is so religious they find out you're a pastor like oh i'm sorry to say that around you god damn it damn is actually the hebrew word for blood so you're pleading the blood when you say god damn it i mean you are just nuts in your christianity your christianity is so so weak and castrated and you're in total denial that you're already incarcerated by religious demons into little belief systems and limitations you have of the creator of heaven and earth it's obnoxious to the holy spirit it's absolutely obnoxious to the holy angels holy spirit loves me yeah he loves you so much that he sends angels to rebuke the hell out of you every step up the mountain to crucify you with the teachings of the lion of the tribe of judah who's able to open the seven seals of your spirit and soul and flesh for the full indwelling of the uncreated one to be fully formed in you in the name written on your forehead jesus christ come on now truth anyhow he is discipling all the areas where you think you're good where he gets up in your business this is the blind spots now speak to apostles as an apostle to apostles as a prophet to prophets because i'm not gonna lie to you been doing it a very long time how does god speak well he doesn't speak like that you're a human liar god speaks any way you'll listen sometimes he has to shake you up before he wake you up god ain't coming in like a gentle spa treatment when you come out of a cool deep sleep he does that sometimes i know he's like that when you only know him as lamb you can be cosmic and only know him as lamb by the way knowing him as lion as he comes in with the silver trumpet jehovah ninja creeping while you're (laughs) and your spirit comes out of your body you almost gave me a heart attack jesus well i'm testing your armor 
Amen. And if God tests your armor, you know you are sons and daughters. Right? I was going to read all kinds of dark cloud stuff to you, but turns out God's in a better mood tonight than I expected, so we'll flip over here to something a little more happy-clappy. 2 Samuel 23, verse 4. It is like the morning light when the sun rises. A morning without clouds when the fresh grass springs out of the earth through sunshine after rain. Now that's kumbaya right there. You think Delta Force don't like kumbaya? We like it more than anyone else. I am for peace. When I speak, they are for war. Amen? Truth or now. It's like, not like Satan, who's just a warmonger for no reason. I am for peace when I speak, they are for war. Psalms 120, verse 1. Hallelujah. You guys like the Bible? Then why don't you obey it ever? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. You're like, why don't you? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Don't be so hard on me. Kermy! Okay. I'm happy. You know why? Because we stand on the victory of a great battlefield. We do. There is so much pleasure in the victories with the warring angels against human beings in religion and iniquity and strange fire and immaturity and the technon in the sand versus the weos on the mountain. I tell you what. The more battles you fight, the sweeter the victory is. The more invested in the battle, with time, with money, with the devotion of your circumcised heart and every aspect of your spirit, soul, mind, and strength and everything you got, the more invested you are in the battle, the more you love the victory. You know why a lot of people don't like the victory of the sons of God? They're on the other side in the Christian Civil War. Have you noticed that? When I'm laughing, they're crying. Is it supposed to be that way? Yes. On the mountain versus the sand, that's the model of Exodus. Get on the mountain, start laughing with us by getting your human nature driven out of you. In Jesus' name. Okay. Hebrews 12. <clears throat> Turn this up. Foghorn. Mm. I like the number 12, don't you? What does 12 mean to you? Government. Apostle. Woman standing on the moon. Hebrews 12. Amen. 12 is a big number in the book of Revelation, isn't it? You know what has 12? The sun. And I just want to hide all the obedient, chosen, sanctified ones right now in the clouds of the Shekinah of the son of Tiferet and Arjares through the blood and the water and the spirit and the word of Jesus Christ, creator of sun and moon and stars. Amen. The Shekinah of the sun is your only armor 
against the red magic of Balaam in these days. Father wants me to say that to you right now. I cannot move forward into Hebrews 12 until I tell you how to be safe and secure. He won't let me right now. Listen. Until the clouds of the sun are wrapping your business, your ministry, your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, okay, your house. Okay, this is for you and your house to be saved. Until your house and everything in it, including your car, your garage, your land, the soil. He even wants your apple tree. He likes stuff like that. He made it. He even likes your pets. He likes your birds. He, he'll even let you have rats. You know? He likes crustaceans. He even likes lobsters and crabs and stuff that people think is unclean. He created it all. Okay? So whatever's in your house, now the fire of God is going to burn a lot of it out. But what doesn't burn by fire of the Shekinah, of the Word of God that comes down from the sun, everything under the sun will burn in spiritual sunlight, spiritual starlight. Okay, we just need to understand Holy Spirit starlight. Why? Because Holy Spirit created stars and light day one, day four. Get used to it now and just get Satan out of you. Satan don't like hearing about Holy Spirit starlight. That's when the demon really starts fidgeting, eyebrows starts twitching, eyes roll in the back of the head, you see whites. Why is that? Because if you understand Creator, Holy Ghost, and the blood of Jesus as maker of heaven and earth, you start to grow in both spiritual and natural light, both. And you can't separate the Creator from His creation in the first heaven or the second heaven. The Bible says He's only separated in the third heaven. The uncreated light is separated on his throne and the throne of the Lamb. And then it comes right down through the second heavens into the earth in Revelation 22. So you're going to have to get used to it. The problem is, is we have so much religious iniquity that we're opposed to Holy Spirit sunlight. Holy Ghost Shekinah cloud glory blood of Jesus water of Jesus word of Jesus sunlight, moonlight, right? You need it. I mean, you can't go without it. Without it, you're naked. They were naked in the garden. Why? Because they had no Holy Spirit starlight. They had no clothing. They had no, they lost the uncreated light. God's on the outside now. They lost the clothing of the heavens. The day one, let there be light which was the seven heavens, angelic light, and they lost the fourth day, starlight. They literally lost all lights, and now they're just under the sun, naked in the garden. It is written. Naked in the earth. Okay? There's a garden above and there's a garden below. They were disconnected in the fall. We're going back to the garden above to heal the garden below. It is written in Jesus' name. You do it through light. That's what the Bible says. Glory to glory. What's glory? Glory light to light 
see, we have all this stuff, and I mean, we're all coming out of great, gross deception, darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people, which means you have to be gracious as darkness comes out of everyone. I know that a lot of people that are leaving RLM are leaving RLM through blasphemy of God the Father, because it's just way too high for them. True. I say sometimes blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is true sometimes, but it's usually blasphemy of Jesus Christ and blasphemy of God the Father of lights that they're blaspheming in their human nature for the beast was given the ability to utter blasphemies for a time, times, and half a time, which means they're so ignorant that the blasphemy of the light of the Father and the blasphemy of the light of the Lamb is, according to Messiah's Torah, forgivable. Forgivable. Now, I've only seen about one out of a thousand ever come back, but it is possible. Okay? It is possible. You need to understand that so you're not just jumping to extremes and saying, oh, everyone that rejects Red Letter Ministries, Delta Force, Vietnam, with their questionable means of modus operandi, is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That's usually not true. It is sometimes true. It is sometimes true. It's usually not true. It's usually only the blasphemy of Jesus Christ and the blasphemy of God the Father. That, my friends, is the truth anyhow. Which means when you're less ignorant and more accustomed to the mountain of Shekinah glory, the mountain of the crucifixion of driving out the human being by eating the Father's teaching, eating Messiah's teaching, you realize we were not lying to you. We're just Delta Force. Which means I don't need to water it down because you're a poopy pants. You understand that? Because you're on diapers, I don't have to water it down to your immaturity. You understand that? Okay, truth anyhow. I don't have to take the worm, chew it up, and spit in your mouth. I have the opportunity as a special branch of the armies of the living God to give you solid meat and kill you on it. Why? Because that's my job. You come around this part of the armies of the living God, you'll realize infants choking on meat aren't really doing so good around here. You notice that? They're having a hard time. They really don't understand much. They're usually antagonistic. They're defensive. They're self-promoting. There's all kinds of sins coming out, skirmishes. They hate their drill sergeant. They hate the commander-in-chief. They hate the way it's done. They don't like his ways because they're questionable. They seem to belittle everyone else. It puts everyone down. And it's just like, this is so nasty. You know, there's a place of nasty in God. Selah. Not your God? I know, because you're still on diapers and baby bottle. I know that. But in the Bible, the God of the Bible, if you read it, there's nasty pretty much everywhere in there. Blessed are they who take the children of Babylon and dash them against the rocks. The Bible actually says taking their skulls and breaking them open. Okay, that's in Hebrew. Don't look at me like that. Breaking Children's Skulls Open Ministries Worldwide International. Can you imagine all the financial partners about to sign up? But 
That's black letter ministry. That's scripture. Is it Torah? No, it's prophets. Torah and the prophets, which all must be fulfilled before Jesus comes back. And we cringe at the fulfillment of 99% of those second coming prophecies, which you and I are called to fulfill in his second coming by becoming lion-like faced warriors, Gadites, dread champions. We cringe. We just have ideas, opinions about everything because we're full of knowledge and not wisdom. So God wants to correct us through people that are highly questionable that are easy to judge. I mean, that's pretty easy to judge, Red Letter Ministries. We're just out there and flapping. You don't, I mean, anybody that looks at an RLM video, just like the Vice documentary showed the, all the world, you look at this ministry and everyone and their grandma just starts spitting on the ground when they see our image. Right? When they hear our words, they just they start spitting on the ground, judging, complaining, oh God, weird, stupid, dumb. All of a sudden, they're all like masters of mysticism. You know what I'm saying? They're all judges. Where does that even come from? You've most of these goofballs in this generation never even been to church. Fifty percent never even stepped inside a church their whole lives. All of a sudden they see a version of Christianity they'd never seen before called Christian mysticism or the deep things of God, the secrets of the higher things of the meat of the mountain of Moses and the Lamb, and all of a sudden they're judges of the deep and high things of God. All of a sudden they have the ability to discern. They're like religious masters. I have found it astonishing that people that aren't even Christians all of a sudden will quote the same thing religious Christians are quoting because they have the same religious demons in them. You notice that? Like hundreds and hundreds of times. Verbatim, the same things come out of the unbeliever as come out of the immature believer because the immature believer is not circumcised of heart and tongue to speak the heavenly word. So the demon's the same in both of them. What's the difference? Underneath the demon in both their uncircumcised hearts, one has a born-again spirit lodged underneath it that barely has lived and done anything, which is an undeveloped new creature in Christ, a fetus, the fetus of Jesus. Amen? That's what the Bible says. You're born again of the incorruptible sperm of the Word of God, your fetus. So you got a little fetus in there, and on top of it, it's just all your human nature. And the only part of you that's God at all is the seed that came down from God when you first believed. Usually within 24 hours, that seed gets buried by self-righteousness. In this wicked, perverse generation of iniquity, there's no development of the seed whatsoever. They get into religion within 24 hours, find a good church that studies the Bible. And instead of red letter, they get dead letter. Truth anyhow. Instead of the living, breathing, lion, rainbow, starlight, spiritual sunshine. Oh, day has dawned. King of kings, Lord of lords, master of the economy. All the Democrats come and bow before my throne. Never seen it before. Why? Because it's like all you got is a little born again seed in there. A sperm that's weak under the foul birds. 
which means if you don't develop it, you still die under the birds of the air. Birds of the air is a term in the book of Revelation for those that eat the seed of the kingdom. Jesus Christ said a sower sows seed. The enemy comes and does what? Eats it out of your very spirit, out of your heart. He'll eat it out of your eyes too, like the crows of the thief on the cross. You're not going to be with me in Paradise Ministries. <laughs> I get crow eyes. Mm-hmm. Raven eyes. Dead eyes. Dead burying the dead. Blind eyes. Blind leading the blind eyes. Balaam eyes. Jenny's and Jambre's eyes. You got nothing in those eyes unless those eyes have spiritual sunshine shining through them. You'd never even opened them before because... As we read last night in the final quest, the sun and that giant blue stone and the sun, S-U-N, that was in the blue stone, had the clouds, was the key to the Great Awakening. And it's written other places too. But the key to the awakening is spiritual sunshine in your hearts, in your eyes, in your minds, in your senses, in your, in your spirit. You can have the sun... S-U-N in your spirit. Since guess what? Holy Ghost made it. You can have the moon in your spirit. Why? Because God made it. The kingdom or the realm that he created is in you. Truth in you. Hebrews 12, you can read that in your own time. We're going over here to Isaiah chapter 30. Oh, buddy. Mm -hmm. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel and carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make a league and pour out a drink offering, but not of my spirit, thus adding sin to sin, who set out to go down into Egypt, and have not asked me to flee to the stronghold of Pharaoh, and to strengthen themselves in his strength, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength and protection of Pharaoh turn to your shame and the refuge in the shadow of Egypt be to your humiliation and confusion. For though Pharaoh's officials are at zone and his ambassadors arrive at Haines, Egypt, like a Michael Jordan commercial, yet will all be ashamed because of a people the Egyptians who cannot profit them. Now listen. Who are not a help or benefit, but a shame and a disgrace. A mournful, inspired prediction, a burden to be lifted up concerning the beasts of the south, the Negev. Oh, the heavy burden, the load of treasures going to Egypt. Through a land of trouble and anguish, in which are lioness and lion, viper and fiery flying serpent. They carry their riches upon the shoulders of young donkeys and their treasures upon the humps of camels to a people that will not and cannot profit them. See, it's all earthly instead of heavenly. You see that? This is judgment. He wants his people to be heavenly. Egypt is the prophetic word for earthly. Okay? In the New Covenant, Egypt represents being earthly. It's sin. 
Christians practice sin when they're earthly in their Christianity, even in the presence of God. If they don't go up and practice anything higher than the day before, they're not actually growing. Okay? For Egypt's help is worthless and toward no purpose. Therefore I have called her Rahab, who sits still. Now go, write it before them on a tablet and inscribe it in a book, that it may be as a witness for the time to come forevermore. For this is a rebellious people, faithless and lying sons, children who will not hear the law and instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ, who virtually say to the seers by their conduct, See not. And to the prophets, Prophesy not to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things. Prophesy deceitful illusions. Get out of the true way. Turn aside out of the path. Cease holding up before us the Holy One of Israel. See? Up. Don't show us the path up. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise and spurn my word and trust in cunning and oppression, in crookedness and perverseness, and rely on them, therefore this iniquity and guilt will be to you like a broken section of a high wall, bulging out and ready at some distant day to fall, whose crash will then come suddenly and swiftly in an instant. And he shall break it as a potter's vessel is broken, breaking it in pieces without sparing, so that there cannot be found among its pieces one large enough to carry coals of fire from the hearth or to dip water out of the cistern. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. And you said, No, we will speed our own course on horses. Therefore, you will speed in flight from your enemies, you said we will ride upon swift steeds doing our own way. Therefore, will they only pursue you who be swift? So swift, therefore, will they who pursue you be swift, says the Lord. Therefore, will they who pursue you be swift. See that? The swiftness of the human nature gets the swiftness of the devourer, Satan. That's right. The serpent rider will be swifter than you in your rebellion and eat you into hell. <laughs> That's what it's talking about now. Okay? One thousand of you will flee at the threat of one of them. At the threat of five, you will flee to your, till you are left like a beacon or a flagpole on the top of a mountain. Now, where is the place of the serpents? The wilderness. This is where your rebellion is tested. Okay? The mountain is obedience, true love, through sacrifice of driving your human being out of your spirit, soul, and flesh, 
If you don't, guess what happens? Everything you do in the sand, no matter how Christian it is, no matter how revival it is, no matter how many signs, miracles, and wonders it is, no matter how much iniquity you practice, cover yourself with sand and claim to be God, the serpent will be swifter in the sand to devour you than your rebellion. So run to the mountain instead of running from the mountain, run to the mountain. Otherwise, you're promised that your pursuers will overtake you. This will happen in your businesses, your ministries, your relationships. All of it will be overtaken in the days to come. Judgment will come through all nations so severely to fulfill prophecy that the earth will be brand new without sinners. Okay? He's doing it quickly now. You know that's a promise for this generation. And this is how it comes to pass. One thousand of you will flee at the threat of one of them. At the threat of five of you, at the threat of five, you will flee till you are left like a beacon or a flagpole on the top of a mountain and like a signal on a hill. And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. What's loving kindness? Justice. Loving kindness is what? Justice. For the Lord is a God of justice. You cannot have the loving kindness and justice or God without the devouring of rebellion. It is written. So blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship. O people who dwell in Zion, Isaiah 30 verse 19, Amplified Classic. O people who dwell in Zion, at Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry when he hears it. He will answer you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes will constantly behold your teacher, Rabboni. Rabboni Yeshua HaMashiach. Teacher here is uppercase. God. God, 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 Yad, Hey, Vav, Amen. The Lord gave his people adversity for food and suffering for drink. But he promised to be with them, teach them, and guide them during hard times. And God. What's this? The Lord gave his people adversity for food, suffering for drink, but he promised to be with them, teach them, and guide them during hard times. God expects much from us, and at times, following him can be painful. But we can be confident that he always acts out of his love for us. That's what he wants you to learn. The next time you go through a difficult time, try to appreciate the experience and grow from it. Learning what God wants to teach you. 
Sounding like Joyce Myers up here tonight. Ask him for help. Help, Lord! Bob Jones' favorite prayer. Psalms 12.1. Help, Lord! Ask him for help. He may be showing you his love by patiently walking with you through adversity. That's the first highlighted footnote I've ever seen in the Amplified Classic. I must have these footnotes on in this iPad because I'm just started using it this week for scripture. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting. And we're falling asleep out here. Listen now. Shake yourself, man. You know, put a rubber band around your wrist and snap it a couple times. And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, when you will then you will defile your carved images overlaid with silver and your molten images plated with gold. You will cast them away as a filthy blood-stained cloth. Yes, like used tampons. You got it. Real disciple out there. I can hear you thinking. And you will say to them, Be gone, used tampon ministries! Amen. Tell that to the next pastor that kicks you out of church. Be gone! Use tampon church! That's a direct quote, Isaiah 30, 22, in the Hebrew. Amen? And you can say, thus saith the Lord. Why? Because it's written. Then will he give you rain for the seed with which you sow the soil, and bread grain from the produce of the ground, and it will be rich and plentiful. In that day, your cattle will feed in large pastures. Now, these are the spoils of repentance from rebellion in the sand. From self-rule, self-interpretation, and coming under the authority of the mountain and those who live there. Your life gets a lot better, it is written. Amen? Way better than the crap you're living in now. The oxen likewise and the young donkeys that till the ground will eat savory and salted fodder which has been winnowed with shovel and with fork. And upon every high mountain and upon every high hill there will be brooks and streams of water in the day of the great slaughter, the day of the Lord. That's right now. When the towers fall, which towers? Tower of Babel. Tower of Jezebel. They're all falling, aren't they? Tower of Iniquity. Tower of Adam. Tower of Eve. Tower of Humanity. Just push the whole thing over. When the towers fall, then you get the promises, which is no more human. Push over all the human towers, all the human building, and get into God. The Holy Spirit Mountain. Amen. What did God build on the earth? The cross, the tree of life. You get into that, you push over every other building, every other tower, and that's what we're doing. Amen? When the towers fall and his enemies are destroyed and slaughtered, moreover in that day, the light of the moon, verse 26, will be like the light of the sun. When? When the towers of men and women's building, the towers of Christianity, fall 
and everything in him are destroyed. Then the light of the moon, which is God's tower, which is what the cross with the Holy Spirit built without man's additions, then that tower will cause the light of the moon to be like the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold. Like the light of seven days, which is wisdom of the ages, concentrated in one, this day you're in right now. This is the concentrated in one day. You're in it. A lot of people don't like it, right? Because their works are darkness. If you push over your towers, come out of all those other towers of men and women's building and get into the tower of David, tabernacle of David, God's building through Jesus Christ. Then the light of the sun and the moon will be sevenfold in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, and in your body in the day that the Lord binds up the hurt of his people and heals their wound inflicted by him because of their sin. We're talking about healing on an eternal level here, guys. But it requires pushing over all the building of the ages, all the Christianity of the church ages. It has to be pushed over. It will look like they're destroying the Christian religion. Heaven awaits the bride, chapter 1. No! They're pushing over the towers of man's Christian religion, of woman's Christian religion, into what? God the Father's Christian religion. Oh, yeah. And when you're in God the Father's Christian religion, what do you get? The light of the moon shall be as the sun, and the light of the sun seven times brighter in your spirit, soul, mind, and body, and you will be healed from the entire curse of the fall. It is written. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. Glory. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. So, since you know this is the truth anyhow, give an offering into it. A sacrificial offering. God has shut down the iniquity. God has shut down the old. God has shut down the thieves and the robbers. God has shut down the strange fire and the immature. And I tell you the truth, He will make the upward path before you clearer and clearer and clearer in the hearing of the true apostolic witness of the resurrection, the rising upward on the sapphire pavement. Along the way, you become ever increasingly more cheerful givers of all that God adds unto you as long as you keep the human driven out. Those towers push down. Your light will shine ever brighter until you're in the full light of day, which is, guess what? God the Father shining in you and your flesh totally transfigured and looking 22 years old at 6,500. In Jesus' name, amen.
kings and lords. 